Welcome to episode 279 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio fiction, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Good morning, Melissa. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. It's been a a, I've been able to watch a movie every single night for the past week. It feels good. That's kind of cool. Right. Are you are you crossing stuff off that you've had on like your your list of like, I've been meaning to get to that one or somewhat. Yeah, I'm continuing with the David Fincher series on blank check. So I watched Ah, Gone Girl this week. It's got two of my favorite things in it. It's set in St. Louis and also features Scoot McNary in one scene. Like, you've got me. This is now on my list of favorite films. Scoot's here. It's gold. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I've uh, I've been slowly catching up on TV shows and, and stuff like that. I recently started uh, season three of Superman and Lois. Uh, which mm. has been good so far. Uh, just started rewatching Loki with my partner because uh, she hadn't seen season two yet. Um, so we're we're we, we just watched episode four la, 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 last night. So we got two more episodes to go on that. Uh, we also just started rewatching After Party season one oh, from Apple TV, cool. which we did an episode on here on the re- review show. But uh, it's been a while since I watched that. And I know season two is out and has been out for mm-hmm. a little while. Yeah. And I, I, I was like, we, we both like this show. Let's just watch this. So yeah, catching up on that stuff. It's been good Been good. I'm glad. That's nice. Glad you're also catching up on on stuff. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's Melissa. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about the 2018, 2019. I think it came out in like festivals in 2018, but it wasn't actually released to the public until 2019. A weird little movie called Under the Silver Lake. Yes. Uh, this, this came into our show because it's your birthday coming up next weekend. Mm-hmm. And Under the Silver Lake is a movie that friend of the show Jack and I watched earlier this year. And we're like, this is a Kyle ass movie. <laughs> this appeals to your love of crime stories, of neo-noirs, of having little puzzles to solve. So just for your birthday, I presented you with this. We are watching Under the Silver Lake. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remembered you guys mentioning it earlier in the year that you guys had just watched some movie. Kyle would love it, all of this stuff. And I was just like, oh, OK, I'm excited for whatever that is. Uh, I I knew you were going to be doing it soon. I didn't know exactly when. And so last week when you, you were j- 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 just like, here we go. Here it is. This is the movie. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's sweet. This is it. Cool. Um, and, and you you warned me. Uh, hey, watch this earlier in the week so that you have time mm. afterwards to kind of go down the rabbit hole, so to speak, and look at YouTube videos, look at film analyses and stuff like th- th- that, because um, there is a, a lot of that stuff that you can pull out of th- 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 this. 
Um, I, tr I tried my best to j j j j that you sent me a few links of ones that you had watched. I didn't manage to watch those YouTube cool. videos. There's some mind-blowing stuff uh, <laughs> in, in that that yeah. I, I never in a million years would have uh, th thought of or known to like suss us out. This, if you want, like a red string conspiracy yes. mystery board thing this is the movie to do that on um and i'll i'll, I'll say it, i i think it's almost best if you go in knowing nothing about the movie mm. um it's okay to know a basic synopsis if you want but i yeah, I, I, I feel like it's it's good enough to just you know what just go in knowing nothing and i think you'll have a blast I don't think it's necessarily a massive twist movie, but just from scene to scene, the weird journey it takes is a it's really bizarre. fun ride to go on, not knowing yeah. what you're in store for. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, I, I, I think it wears its heart on its sleeve in terms of influences from yeah. all the movie posters in the back, in the background to scenes that's like okay this is definitely giving me like an eyes wide shut vibe or mm -hmm. like alfred hitchcock rear window vertigo uh to e even stuff that i i didn't see those youtube videos mention there's one scene where he's fo following some g -g 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 girls and they go under this tunnel reminds me of this one scene from gattaca where they go under mm. i think that same tunnel if i'm not mistaken uh, though in Gattaca, it ends up being something else entirely where he's like losing his vision and he can't see and everything is blurry and oh. stuff like that. It's fantastic. But yeah, has a lot of influences and I think it references a bunch of stuff. It's it's I, I know we haven't even said what the film is about. <laughs> yeah, but I, I on it, it's such an interesting film because I think on one hand, yeah, there are so many puzzles to solve. There's so many references and Easter eggs and all of that. And on the other hand, I, I think it's also a film kind of poking fun at that, at that culture, mm. even though it has all of the, that stuff. Um, like it, it just it. It, it it feels like something new rock stars would have to do a like does he know <laughs> like uh, yeah. thing, right like it it feels like that and it feels like they're commenting on that culture and looking to find patterns and hidden meanings mm. where there really mm. aren't any or you can kind of make up your own meaning and it's like well i guess that works if you think about it that way but it's not really what it meant and Stuff like mm. that, but it's yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. I think it was a great movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay, good. I'm happy you enjoyed it. Uh, this yeah. is my second time watching it this year. Second time watching all those YouTube videos I sent you. I love that this movie is so dense that you can come at it with these different interpretations, look at it from different angles. Mm -hmm. Whether you want to go real deep or you just want to look at it on the surface, like look at goofy Andrew Garfield jumping around. Anything you want is here. If you just want a bunch of weird L.A. hipster tableaus, this is the yeah. film for you. Yeah, you, you want a decent crime noir? It's here. 
You want to make yeah. that kind of has like indie fit, like B movie indie film kind of schlockiness to to it. It's here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have it all. They have it all. Um, so yeah, let's let's do like basic plot synopsis uh, for for people out there who might want to know a little, little bit about it before going in. Sure. Andrew Garfield plays Sam, who is this slacker who seemingly has no job or no source of income, who just sort of bums around his apartment all day. And one day out at the apartment pool, he sees this beautiful girl named Sarah. He goes over to her apartment, hangs out with her for a night. And the next day he finds that she's gone. Her apartment is completely cleaned out. There's no sign of her and her roommates. And he's like, I just saw her like 12 hours ago. She didn't mention any of this. And he starts to wonder, was she kidnapped? Was she murdered? Did something terrible happen to her? Mm -hmm. And he just tries to pursue every lead he can in trying to find her. And he does stumble across a a series of weird characters following codes and patterns. And he's trying to decode those and follow the steps and see if he can get to Sarah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I had a blast with this. I think it has... Like like we kind of already mentioned, it it has a little bit of everything in there. Um, this really does feel like an A twenty four movie. Um, in in the in the sense that they tend to do these like independent movies that are like v- very stylized or have just this unique v- v- vision in their cinematography. Uh, it's a blast. It's a it's a good crime no no noir. If you wanna check that stuff out, there's some. I I, I don't want to say good detective work, but there's detective <laughs> no. work in, in in this, right? It is the um, single most bumbling and inept detective work, but he does get yeah. to where he needs to go in the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's but like you you can tell this movie is filled with a love of pop culture and cinema. Uh, as well as like television and like the smaller silver mm-hmm. screen, um, LA history, yeah, all of the that stuff. Um, and then there's like weird scenes where Andrew Garfield gets sprayed by a skunk and and uh-huh. it just smells for the rest of the movie, and everyone right. comments you can't on it. Forget. <laughs> You can't forget that he smells like a skunk for like over like an hour and a half of the time you were watching this film. Yeah, there's like weird art performances, drunken escapades. There's a weird scene where Andrew Garfield dances in this underground crypt club. And God, it's just <laughs> there's there's so much in in this that at, at the very least you'll be confused and baffled in a way that like I'm watching a train wreck and I don't know what this is. Like, I'm just fascinated. <laughs> yeah. But on the, uh, uh, like the, the best possible thing is like you, you get into the mysteries of, th- of this and are fascinated just by, by just how deep all of this can, can go here. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, this was excellently crafted and put together mm-hmm. so specifically. Um, yeah. So, but I don't good think, stuff. but I don't feel like it has a high barrier to entry either. Like I said, this is not like a twisty mind fuck of a movie. If you just want like a weird time, you can have it. <laughs> like you can't approach it at different levels of depth. Yeah. 
like last week here on the show, we watched uh, Ingmar Bergman's Persona. Yeah. Which also not super twisty, but it, it right. It There is some like mind fuckery. Um, yeah. The biggest twist in that movie is like woman drops glass. Other woman steps on glass. Right. Yeah. Um, and but like we were mentioning that that even though it it, it feels more like this art house film, mm. it also feels very accessible. Right. Mm. It was a short runtime. It's not super avant-garde or super up its own ass in some. It's it's very avant-garde for certain stretches. Then other stretches are beach vacation. Yeah, but this almost feels just at like I I feel like Persona feels more of an art house film compared to this. Like this stylizes itself. Like a pretty normal movie, if that makes sense. Whereas Persona is like it's all in black and white. They're experimenting with cinematography. It it feels more like an art house film than this. E- e- even though I would probably say this is also an art house uh, mm. <laughs> film, or at least more for that crowd. Uh, mm. but I had a blast. It was good. It was yeah, fun. I'm glad. Absolutely. Um, cool. I don't know if I have much more to say that's no. like spoiler yeah. free because there's mm-hmm. just so much to dive into with all of these puzzles. Uh, and even saying diving down the rabbit hole is kind of a reference to what's happening in the film yeah. here, too. So, uh, yeah, we will be right back. We will take a quick break for housekeeping. Uh, so stay tuned. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, right here on the Pilots Club. I guess not right here because this is not the Pilots Club, but on the Pilots Club, our Patreon exclusive podcast uh, for the month of November 2023. We got to watch the pilot episode of Manifest. Uh, this was a television show that ran for four seasons, uh, the three of which were on NBC and then the fourth and final one on Netflix. Uh, it is about a plane that takes off from Jamaica and lands in New York to find out that somewhere in the air they lost five and a half years worth of time. Um, and the world kind of moved on without them. And so it's about them figuring out the mystery of what happened, reconnecting with their relationships 
Uh, and yeah, we had an interesting discussion on that that first episode of that show uh, and discussing if it worked or did not work as a pilot um, and what we may or may not have connected to. So go check out Manifest uh, over on the Pilots Club, of course, right here on the re review show. I already mentioned Ingmar Bergman's persona, uh, which is about a nurse and her patient uh, who is an actress who suddenly stopped speaking. And so they retreat to a beach house to kind of rest and recuperate and kind of figure out what's up with the with the actress here. Um, and uh not everything is as it seems in that movie, I will say that. Uh, we had a blast with that one, too, I think. So there you go. Uh, over on the captain's log, we ended up skipping this past week. I was not feeling too great uh, this past week, so apologies on that. But we will be back for this next week. Uh, and last but not least, over on the reactor core, we now have our reactions for the finale of Loki, as well as the Marvels up. So go go check out our discussions on that. If you want us actually looking into all the Easter eggs of all the, that's the right, you, you know, we kind of talk about some of that stuff over there for all the Marvel stuff. So mm. good stuff. Okay, I think that is it for housekeeping, though. So let's get into spoilers for Under the Silver Lake. I knew from the get go when it flashed those symbols up. I was like, oh, okay, here, here we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's that kind of movie from second from one. From second yeah. one. And there's one of the video essays I sent you also pointed out how many little Easter eggs and clues are in the movie poster as well. Yeah, I d didn't even know that. But yeah, that's also b b brilliant that there's just all these little hidden symbols and stuff like that. Um, I yeah, I I I tried to go into this movie knowing that there would be rabbit holes I could go down, but also not trying to get caught up in any of them mm. as I watched it. Um, it Cause I, I, I am listening to another podcast uh, called shelved by genre and they mm. are discussing um, some, some, some books uh, that I have not read. I am not reading along with them. I just like to hear them have a, a discussion. Uh, and the book they're reading it's something i forget that it's like book of the new sun by gene wolf i believe uh seems to also be a book that has puzzles and mysteries uh -huh. and metaphors within metaphors all of the, 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 that stuff and one of the things that they had mentioned in that podcast is is like hey don't don't necessarily go into this book trying to solve it you probably won't. Um, and I, that's kind of the approach that I took with this. Like, I'm not trying to solve it in this. L let me just watch it and take it in. And then afterwards go down the rabbit hole. Mm. Um, but there's certain things that like you, you just can't help but notice like those symbols at the start. And then the same symbols on people's shirts. It's like, OK, I know there's some kind of code or message in that but i don't know what it means or how it affects 
the film here. Um, I think also another good example of that is the dog killer. It's mm-hmm. a mystery that's happening. Yeah, right? but it's, you don't it, know for sure. It's, it's never textually yeah. revealed. Yeah. In the film itself. And it's not something our main character seems to have any interest in looking into. It's just happening parallel to his own journey. And it doesn't concern him unless you look at the movie and believe that he is the dog killer. Yeah. Did you think that signs certainly point to that? It's absolutely believable, Um, especially like knowing his history, that he got bit by a dog when he was younger and he's scared of them. Um, But but then uh, like there's also when his actress friend um, first comes to his house, she remarks like what's that smell and i think it's before he got sprayed by the skunk so i was even wondering like does he have an animal like in the freezer or <gasps> something like is that like is there something that like we just don't know and right um but but yeah there's certainly signs that point to him being the dog killer um for for me it's when he wow. goes up to sarah's dog and Without seemingly without knowing, without planning that he is going to run into the dog and he pulls a dog treat out of his pocket. Like, where did you get that? Even if you did see this girl you think is cute with the dog and you're like, oh, it'd be a nice way to get to meet her if I made friends with the dog. So I'll pack a dog treat. Like, why did you have them? Are they in your apartment already? From when? From that breakup? How long ago was that breakup with the other girl who had the dog? Like, it's such a stretch of reason to imagine like this guy is he doesn't seem like he's on top of things if he had some dog treats because he dated a girl who had a dog two years ago and just never got rid of those and didn't think does this expire should i throw these out is it safe for me to feed these to a new dog i bet he doesn't but that is the one thing that feels so odd to me he just has this when convenient yeah and I, I, I think to add to him being the dog killer, like I think at the end of the movie when he's talking to, I believe, the homeless king and he's like, I just wouldn't go back to the time where I could like pet yeah. the dog and be happy. Like I, I think he is trying to find some kind of connection or deal with some kind of trauma, not only about being bitten, but in his life, he's not happy with where he is in life. Mm. Um, and I, I, I think this is a way for him to take out that stress, unfortunately, right. By killing these dogs, um, by like having this, this, uh, by like having power over the symbol of his mm. childhood. Um, mm. I don't know. Um, or confronting yeah. it and to see if they attack him and if they do, he kills them or something. I don't know. Um, I am (laughs) I am single. I am on a dating app and I can't tell you how many guys on Bumble have. I know you're just dating me to get at my dog or something like that in their profile or like, you know, come for the puppies. Hope you stay for me or whatever. It's so dog forward. Like I I am not marrying your dog. I I would like to marry (laughs) you. That's what I am here for. I, I could take or leave a dog. There's a lot to be said about the view of women in this movie and Sam's relationship with women and using them as a means to an end. But I think that's also his relationship with dogs. 
don't think he yeah. likes dogs. He just knows that if he is friendly to dogs, that will uh, endear him to a cute girl who has a dog. He does not yeah. care about them. It's just yeah. one step after another to get to sex at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, so yeah, we from the j- 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 jump, we get mysteries. We get mysteries that go unsolved. Um, I, I just absolutely from from the get go, you see all these like movie po- po- posters in his apartment. We have one in our garage that's very similar. It's the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon, uh-huh. like those old like. 50s style movie posters um stuff like that of, of course i have like into the spider right. and <laughs> batman mask of the phantasm i have I can't, I teenage can't. mutant ninja turtles over here off right. camera and akira over here off camera right i uh, i've got uh the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie and Gremlins 2, the new batch in yeah. my living room. <laughs> I have a giant poster for the movie Treasure Planet. I can't wait to get for Hell several yeah. decades That's into the one. future where this this is like the end of this is like the really obscure movie pull the way that we don't know what every old movie he has the vintage poster for on his wall. Decades right. from now, it'll be like, what is this lost piece of art? Treasure Planet. I mean, it already kind of is like Disney certainly tried to it's like, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, yeah, like I, that, I I like that touch because I feel like it says a lot about him and what he's into without him having to say that uh, you, you you get a, a, the sense that, yeah, yeah, he's he's here in Hollywood to be a part of that culture to not only learn more about it and be around it, but be a part of it. Um, it, it seems like he's a musician of sorts and wants to make it big as a musician or an actor or this, something. This is the thing. There is no indication of what it is Sam does or has done or wants to do with his life. You see this stuff around his apartment you see that he has a guitar you see that he has this poster of kurt cobain and looks up to this musician but it is not clear at all if a musician is what he is or has sure, yeah. been or wants to be he seems to have zero aspirations and like zero past zero context there in the city and yeah. when his landlord is after him trying to get him to pay his rent he seems to not care he does not take a single action towards acquiring a job and or money or doing anything to avoid getting kicked out of his apartment. He's so right, yeah. singularly focused on Sarah in the time when we see him. But it's also like, well, what were you doing in the months before this? This isn't a new problem. This was part of a long <laughs> string of events. He's such a mystery. And it really does lend to the sense that this guy has another life. There's stuff he's not telling us. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's murdering dogs. In just the time when the camera is not pointed at him. You never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he quickly gets involved in the, this thing that he wraps his a- attention around this mystery of this vanished girl. Um, and pretty immediately is like following those three girls the next day, which I, I, I those weren't the girls that were living no, there those... it was the ones that sh- showed up like yeah the, i think when yeah. you i think her roommates are the 
girls who are with her in the bunker at the end of the movie. And these are three other girls who must belong to some other billionaire. And then there's that pirate who's also never explained. There just Uh, is a pirate in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, he's like following them down down the 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 street and the, that i feel like is where it feels it's most crime noir right he is being the, the the detective being the gumshoe uh but just kind of immediately following like falling i mean i mean yeah he's falling down the rabbit hole i was about to say following the wrong lades which he kind of is on one hand but also stumbles upon this big old conspiracy but here's here's why i i keep mentioning that phrase following down the down the Mm. rabbit hole there the the type of car they're in is a rabbit they're in a white Ah! rabbit and it it like he's he's following the white rabbit like from the matrix from alice in wonderland right it is falling down the rabbit hole Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, he just he he sees this like symbol of these two diamonds. It almost looks like a domino mask um, mm. from like a superhero thing. He's also into comics. Uh, he has that Spider-Man issue. Spider-Man. And yes, does his the hand thing sticks to a Spider-Man comic. There is this in a movie that is about taking a closer look at pop culture and what its messages may be both in terms of its thematic life lessons and if there's any secret easter eggs hidden in there it is interesting that we cast a guy who is well known for playing a superhero that does take note of his superhero persona he does even encounter another spider-man villain topher grace just appears in this movie yeah. So you get to see one Spider-Man talking to another Spider-Man's villain, if that's something that delights you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it like they're also kind of commenting on how disillusioned he was like as as an actor, Andrew Garfield, from what I understand, was fairly upset that like didn't get to continue playing spider-man and so here mm-hmm. he is this like disheveled andrew Gar- <laughs> Gar- Gar- garfield just life in shambles right just being right. like oh, the spider-man come and get that away right um, <laughs> yeah and, and so and it's just like there's interesting nods to things like that in the in the film um just the, the the way even the I, I mentioned it wearing its references on its sleeve right when he's being the detective following those girls it feels a lot like vertigo where uh, he where he's in the car following the other people um right it, it it the when he gets to the movie that's happening just out on like the cemetery lawn yeah. the actresses and that pirate or no not the pirate dude is is he with them right there on that scene the pirate guy or is it someone else i think he i think he might be well they're they're standing on a grave and as they move you see the name and it's hitchcock right mm, um it, mm-hmm. it's stuff like that it's um yeah, just the the fact that when he's uh seeing his the 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 girl when he's seeing Sarah in the pool, she's 
doing the thing from the the Marilyn Monroe thing where she sticks her leg up on, yeah, on the end of the pool. Which is not even a Marilyn Monroe movie that was finished. That was like one of the last things she was in the middle of filming when she died. So that's not even yeah. a film that could have been released. They never finished it. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> so it's like the fact like that a, it's a famous, like unfinished, like piece of history. Yeah. Right. The, you still recognize, even if you don't literally recognize it, this feels familiar. It does feel like this is an homage to something from like you get the era, you still get the vibe of it, even yeah. if it is footage that has only existed in like maybe tape trading or clips of it in some like A&E biography special. Yeah. Um, even when he gets to one of the parties later on, like the obvious reference is eyes wide shut as he, he mm -hmm. thinks he's in this like secret society party uh, and just doesn't like he it's it's it it feels like the culture that he kind of wants to be a part of. But again, like when we keep saying Sam is such a mystery, we don't know exactly what he wants. Right. But he's in L.A. I, don't, I yeah, yeah I and guess. his mom. His mom calls him and mentions mailing him a tape of a movie she wants him to see. So all we know is that his mom is at least not convenient driving distance away. It does. That's the one clue to indicate he's a transplant there, but a transplant yeah. from where? Yeah. Why did he move here? Hollywood hopeful, but Hollywood more in the like culture sense. Yeah, than he's like, a <coughs> excuse me. Less that he wants to be an actor or a musician, or maybe that he just wants to be a cool guy who's around at parties, like his yeah. friend who's wearing the women's blouse. Right. Yeah. Um, and it 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 feels like when he gets to this party, which should be the culture that he's trying to get into. Right. He just he he feels kind of lost. He looks lost. Yeah. He's a lot more disheveled. However, there is I, I love the one thing where he walks in. I think it's a party later on in the movie. He walks in. He's just in a plain white T-shirt. And there's that one girl who's like, hey, I like your shirt. And it's just like. <laughs> I love that. What? There's. I love that this movie is just weird party after weird party. That's my favorite genre of movie It's just you're hopping from one sort of odd, almost unsettling location to another. And this yeah. movie is great at that. He goes to no practically no normal places. Yeah. Where normal things happen. Yeah. I like when he goes not even talking about the purgatory party where Jesus and the Brides of Dracula are playing, but like he the girl and when he's at that party the girl gives him a cookie like a frosted sugar cookie with the number like 76 on it mm -hmm. and she's like this is your ticket to get into my secret summertime show tomorrow you have to bring this entire cookie with you you can't have a crumb missing it's like not even in a bag it's just here's a cookie save this for 24 hours and then he goes to that party which is inside a crypt or not a, a mausoleum <laughs> later yeah, yeah. he goes to a crypt and the guard checks his cookie and then is like, you have to eat some of it in order for me to let you in. And so Andrew Garfield shoves his entire cookie into his mouth. And then later he starts tripping and they're like, oh, that cookie was laced with LSD. I'm like, what is the chain of events here? So a cookie <laughs> is a ticket. Hold on to the cookie. Keep it safe. Don't eat any of it. You just have the stale cookie sitting out unless you bag it yourself. You bring it to the party. 
you have to eat some of it, but not all of it, because it seems bad that he eats all of it. So I'm like, why? If you can't eat all the cookie, why give somebody a whole cookie? Like put less drugs in it or make a smaller cookie or make it like a paper ticket that has like a little LSD tab on it. And then you put a paper ticket in your mouth. I like it's baffling. Even the, the stuff that is, is baffling. The, even stuff at the absolute periphery of what's happening that is zero plot relevance does not involve any major named character is still such a puzzle. Right. Um, I, I I even think about how odd it is that one of the parties he goes to is a chess party. I like the chess party. That seems fun. Sure. The, but, but it just not not something you 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 think about very often. Like, guys, let's have a chess party. Let's all just and it's play like, chess. Lots. Of, it's lots like all of chess. Cool hipsters who want to see and be seen. And I think that is stated as the exact purpose of the party that some guy just likes to have folks around he needs a reason to have folks around so he's like well i'll start a chess club and like you know every couple of weeks i have a garden party where i set out all these tiny little two-person tables around yeah. my giant pool and just like hot people come here to play chess at each other <laughs> so it's so weird it's so odd everything is so strange um, I mean, we can go on and on about how everything is is strange. Yeah, but he 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 ends up uh, vaguely solving the mystery of of what happened to Sarah, uh, realizing that uh, she was with this millionaire uh, who had been reported missing earlier in the film, uh, <laughs> su su supposedly. Uh, <laughs> scenes in the whole movie is when Ricky Lindholm comes over. She and him are like friends with benefits. It's not clear. And the two of them are having sex and the TV is on and it's on the news report about this millionaire being in an accident and going missing. And they're like still having sex while they turn and look at the TV like, oh, that's so sad. That guy must have a family. And they are still like orgasming as this no, woman on it, TV is like, please, please bring daddy home. It it intensifies as that news bit <laughs> comes up. They, like, yeah, they 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 start fucking harder. They like and, and that's when they reach climax. Uh, <laughs> Bring which, daddy which, home. Which right. Yeah. It, does that say something about uh, the, the makers of this film? What they think of millionaires? They like it when like there's no more of them and they die. Who knows? Why not? What? Um uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's such an odd, odd scene. But later on that, yeah, that millionaire who uh, was reported missing, uh, they say like, oh, he died in a car accident, explosion, fire thing. Uh, and he was with these three. He was with these three girls uh, and he knows that. Sarah was with them because on TV he sees the hat that she ha had, um, at least in that like Polaroid picture that he has of her. So he's he's vaguely solved that, but he knows that like there's still more to this that I can find out. Um, and I just just to skip ahead a little bit by the end of 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 this, yeah, he uncovers this conspiracy of the the rich elite 
who believe in it uh kind of ascendance in afterlife mm. made just for, for them where they can take three young women of their cho choosing and they will be become kings right in in there and it's just some weird bullshit of mm. who, who knows what uh but yeah, uh, Sarah is still alive. She just recently got locked in the tomb with this g -g -g guy and is just like, well, this is my fate. Like, I I'm just going to have to yeah. make the best of it. Um, we're just going to binge watch all of Leave It to Be Be Beaver. And that's it. That's my life. Andy Griffith. Right? <laughs> just eat casseroles until we have sex and then die from something. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Die of starvation or lack of oxygen. Um, who knows? But yeah, it, it's it's this weird kind of Illuminati conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, like weird Hollywood parties, messages in the music, the, the, the ciphers that they figure out. <laughs> um, I love when Sam is trying to untangle the cipher in the song Turning Teeth. And he's writing the lyrics down on a pizza box yeah. when there is a notebook within arm's reach. It <laughs> reminds me so much of the scene in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 when Peter Parker is trying to solve the mystery of his parents' death. And he Googles, what is Roosevelt? And he finds that underground, <laughs> like, abandoned subway station. He also has a whole, like, conspiracy board in that. But part of it is that he takes yeah. this framed photo of himself <laughs> and his parents and he tapes it to the wall. It's a framed photo. You put a nail in the wall, you hang up the frame. He just takes a bunch of electrical tape and tapes the frame to the wall. He hasn't nailed it yet. Until he nails <laughs> he the mystery, not. he can't nail the picture. Cannot um, use nails. It is verboten. Yeah. It, it, little, little did, did you know, spiders are allergic to nails. So... <laughs> His, you know, his spider powers have uh, his, his one his true tape. weakness. Right? I'm yeah. sticky. I relate to the sticky stuff. Yeah, I, exactly. I use tape for everything. Me and masking tape, one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, he this this journey leads him all over. I, I think one of my favorite bits is yeah when he solves that cipher and it's like rub dean and wait under newton and he's just like what what does that mean and then he goes to the observatory and has to like rub the statue of j of j james d d dane and then wait under newton's st 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 statue and then after 10 or 15 minutes here comes the homeless king right <laughs> and, and he's just like I, I saw you rubbing that statue and like in in any come with me scenario that would be like creepy as fuck like i saw you rubbing that statue right <laughs> just like what is going on but he's he's completely all all all, all in he's just like yes lead me wherever i need to go um he finds this bunker underground with this entrance way that looks like this egyptian uh tomb um uh, man, just all, all sorts of just I baffling. but after like, it, that he it, goes it, one one final thing on on that 
most of it just feels non sequitur. It like it 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 yes. feels like it's yes. it's just it it feels like it's a movie made by Mad Libs, <laughs> which is yeah. I, I think what I was kind of getting at when I w- 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 was like I think this movie is also kind of poking fun at at the like let's find all the references, the Easter eggs, the hidden meanings, like. It, it seems to be kind of pointing to the ridiculousness of 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 that or at, at least the more like serious version of that. Like, hey, if you play this song backwards, like there's satanic messages mm. in in that. Right. And it's not like, well, you can see this license plate says ASM 29, which is Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 29, the issue in which. Right. It, it's it's not that exactly. But I, I, I think you get what I, I'm getting that the he in that scene he's led through a bunker that is not set up yet it's like a bunker that the guy he meets at the end of the movie is going to move into i think Mm. which is it's not only weird seeing the finished bunker that sarah's in but it's it's frightfully mundane seeing the beginnings of a bunker that just has moving boxes in it like it's any old apartment right and he finds his way in there and he finds his way out again through the series of tunnels, he like crawls up this tunnel, this very like cartoony looking cross section. And he emerges in like the back storeroom of a grocery store behind the milk case. And after and all that climbing and crawling milk. around, just chugs, just Andrew Garfield chugging milk from the back of the milk case is one of my favorite images in this film or any. Yeah. And, um, Speaking of Hitchcock, uh, Jack and I watched both Psycho and the weird shot by shot 90s remake of Psycho back to back uh, for our Christmas celebration. And there's a scene in the original Psycho in both of them, really, where after Marion Crane comes to the the inn, Norman Bates offers her sandwiches and milk. Do you want some sandwiches and milk? She's like, no, I'm not hungry, but you can have some. And he just drinks some milk. There's something very Great. funny about an adult man drinking milk. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just I, 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 I feel like especially in. It in in movies that often are. Like, because we, we we go to these stories for a sense of adventure or mystery or some <laughs> serious drama. We come to right? this place for magic. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our pledge of allegiance <laughs> to the movies. Um, no, but uh, like it in those scenarios. Yeah, you think the grizzled detective would have a whiskey or something h- mm, harder to take the yes. edge off. Right. But then it it's just it it's like, what's the most ridiculous thing he could drink right now? What if he's just chugging a half gallon of milk? Vitamin sure. D, baby. Right. Yep. <laughs> for for D for detective, vitamin detective. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, it, it just yeah, it feels ridiculous. It feels weird. It feels silly. Yes, because we're yes. expecting him to have something more. It's like, man, you've had a uh, you're 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 going through it, dude. Here's here's some alcohol. Yes. Like, let's let's take the edge off a, a little bit here. And he's like, no, nah, instead, he has cookies 2%. and milk. Two <laughs> percent. I want rocks. 
<laughs> I want to talk about just Andrew Garfield's performance in this movie. He is absolutely stellar. It, he, he is handsome. He's a good looking man. He is innately charismatic. <laughs> I think that does make you uh, almost against your will feel maybe a little bit better about Sam than you would in the hands of another actor. But there's he's got such a specific physicality to him. He moves his body so deliberately and so absurdly in this movie. Like when he's walking along with those three girls from the shooting stars dating service, and he's going to hop the wall to like get to the songwriter's mansion, just him pogoing up and down, trying to like climb up on the trash cans to get over the wall. He walks around like he is planking. It's <laughs> the yeah. walking plank. I read, I looked through some letterbox reviews for this movie and one of them just said, half of this movie is just Andrew Garfield hiding behind trees and bushes. <laughs> this is true. He's just yep. very awkwardly, obviously sneaking around in a lot of spots. Yeah. And he, he, he moves awkwardly. He is lanky. I think the fact that he doesn't have any money, really, even though it, like it, I, I guess we don't know how much is in his bank account, so uh, presumably know, right? none. Yeah, enough um, movie for a, a comic book and a milk. Yeah, <laughs> who knows if he paid for that milk? That's the real c- 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 crime here. Beware the milk stealer, uh, <laughs> the milk thief. Uh, no, but like, yeah, he has no money, so he's probably hungry too through half <laughs> of, of yeah. this, right? He's a uh, lost dog. He he is. Yeah. Um, and, and and like you mentioned that one scene where he's climbing up the, the shaft out of the crypt. He's on all four fours. Yeah. He looks like a dog in that scene there. Um, but it, yeah, it's just like he's he's so disheveled. He's and, and he's disheveled before he gets into the mysteries. Too. He like, arrives usually, disheveled. He's yeah. he's never shoveled. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's just always kind of a wreck. He's always kind of just sweaty. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, just a and, light sheen on him at all times. Yeah, just real oily skin at the very least, right? Um and and he like I I, I feel like as he continues. It's not that he gets more disheveled. It's just he gets a more confused look on his face as things go by. If not, like, he never looks confident. Right. Yeah. Like, I I think of the the scene where he learns the comic book writer died uh, and he he saw the owl lady for the first time. And he's like speed walking home. On on the phone with that box of cereal in his arm and the dogs, and he's like he's just like scooting along. It's like he's walking so weird. But but between that and and like the 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 contrast, but between that and the scene where he's in the bathroom trying to wash off the skunk. Mm. spray he's in the tub trying to explain these first bits of the mystery uh that to to his his uh his actress friend who's now in like a sexy maid sexy nurse sexy um, beer garden nurse um (laughs) 
yeah and 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 he he's he's like he's doing the full-on like charlie day like but it's it's a mystery and like <laughs> you must think this is weird right uh, like like he's starting to realize there is some concern like you're concerned for like this is mm. not normal right i'm on to something here um like he he he's really selling that scene and i feel like he's much more normal in that scene however he has a little bit of a lisp in that scene and i don't think i noticed it in any other but like earlier on in the film when he's spending time with Sarah, I don't notice him mention it or not mention it, but I, I don't notice the lisp in that scene. But he has a certain way of talking and pronouncing those those things when he's in the bathtub that for some reason I noticed in that scene and no other scene. It was just strange, but he's just so crazed he's so yes. disheveled he's, he's so confused <laughs> that it's like i don't put it past him like the way i talk and get excited and stumble over my yeah. words i can kind of see or understand how someone mm. might just accidentally mispronounce something and have a slight lisp in in mm. the way they say it but it's yeah just great performances <laughs> all around <laughs> He's Sam is so paranoid, but also not concerned enough about his own well-being. He never thinks I'm in over my head. I'm in danger. Yeah. He never thinks about his own danger or really anything. He's just so determined to, like, figure out the puzzle, get Sarah, get to the end of it. And he sort of disregards everything else. And we mentioned that he sort of is a dog. He is this weird, lost, gangly puppy of this movie. And another way to look at Beware the Dog Killer is like, are you in danger, Sam? Do you think if you dig far enough into this, somebody could kill you? And just the way he disregards all those messages, it's like he's he does not care for his own safety. He does yeah. not think he could be the next victim of anything. Yeah, I, I think that is uh, if if not made clear earlier in the film, more so made clear by like the final scenes after he's gone over to topless bird lady's house and slept with with mm. her uh he's on her balcony smoking watching his landlord and the security guard go into his house uh in into his apartment and watching them be like where is he what is this why did he paint this he's he's not far enough away he's still in the same apartment complex <laughs> yeah, he's 30 like, feet away yeah the danger is right there this is the bad thing that's happening to him he's being evicted for not having a job not caring about himself but here he is finally content finally happy finally like you know what i don't really care yeah and, i'll live and, with topless bird woman sure yeah and 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 <laughs> these yeah, birds need a like, good father figure <laughs> absolutely um but they yeah it, it's like it, he it's it's almost the way he was at the start of the movie when he's in the coffee shop looking at the woman cleaning the graffiti off the window just doesn't care 
about yeah. it. Like he's more concerned about his coffee. He's more concerned ab- about the, the the sex that he j- he just had with Bird Lady, right? That it, he mm. just he just doesn't care. But he's mm-hmm. reached like a sort of bliss of like, you know what? I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to change any of this stuff Mm. like this is a conspiracy Mm. that like me tiny old me who has no job and now no apartment maybe is a killer of dogs and has some childhood trauma that he needs to work out like i'm not going to be able to be the one to blow the lid on this conspiracy right it just he's just like i'm just i'm gonna live here with topless bird lady right (laughs) live a good life (laughs) So this movie to me is about the looking closer at iconography and messaging in in all levels of pop culture from songs to movies to print advertisements looking closer at the messages and thinking does this mean what i think it means is there something hidden here is this thing sinister right looking for the darker meanings in life but it is a movie that is so full of easter eggs itself that it seems to also celebrate yeah, that's the, the joy of a puzzle, the the love of going deep Absolutely. onto something with that many that dense of imagery and clues. And Sam lives in an apartment that's filled with all this stuff. Like he's got those classic Hollywood posters. He's got the Kurt Cobain poster. He's got when he needs to reference something in a Nintendo Power magazine. He has that Nintendo Power magazine. He's filled with all this like pop cultural ephemera and merchandise and like these physical rep, the old playboy. He's hanging on to all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And at the end, when you you see him watching himself get evicted from his apartment, you wonder, is he not going to get any of that stuff back? And I look at the end of the movie. I'm like, is this progress? Is this character growth that he's like, I don't need any of my stuff anymore. Right. Yeah. Does that I, mean it, something for him to be divorced of his stuff? I I, I mean, I, I think that is part of his bliss at the end. Right. Seeing these rich people uh, just kind of not. Yeah. Like they, they want their their stuff. Right. They want these three women. They want TV and Internet and pizza down in their crib. Like there's so much importance even in their afterlife to have that stuff. And I I think by Mm. the end of this movie, he's he's just kind of like. He's kind of turned off by all of it. Right. Of like, this is so wild. This is so baffling that you would want to do this that. Mm. I like I he, he almost is like I don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole like let me just live the I, I was about to say the weirdest existence you can think of let me go live with to- topless bird lady but like that's that's just kind of it like let me go live in a home that's stable with someone who I, I don't know if you could say that he loves her yet it was just that one night right but like but she seems satisfied the morning after. She seems like she exactly. does like him. They're they're satisfied. They're okay with their situation. They like they're not. Um, God, what were we? Ta- was it us or did I listen to something else? Is it in this movie? No, I. It, it, someone was talking. I think on a podcast I listened to mm. about one of the oceans movies 
uh, and uh, they forgot which one. So I don't know which one it is. Uh, but um, there's a, a line in there when they ask, uh, like, if she lo loves him, if J J J J Julia Roberts loves him and she says something to, 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 to the effect of, well, he doesn't make me cry. Mm. And it, it's it's. Like at, at a certain degree, that is some people's like I, I'm in a situation where I like I'm not hurt. Right. I'm mm. I'm, I'm safe. I, I don't feel like I'm at risk of being hurt. Do I love this, this guy? Maybe not. But it's satisfying. Right. Like I'm I'm happy here and can be. Um, and I, I think he's in a similar situation right at the end or or wants to be in that situation if that makes sense mm -hmm. there's also something to be said about this is a movie proliferated with young women mm -hmm. the young women are all the ones being taken into the bunkers they're the ones who are wrapped up in these weird conspiracies and he chooses to go with the one older woman we the, the one older woman we see in maybe the entirety of the film yeah maybe he's like this is safe for me <laughs> nobody's getting i've seen all the girls wrapped up in these bunker conspiracies if somebody you know, was getting her they would have gotten her already i'm safe with like 50 year old topless bird lady it's 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 also i i i, I think the fact that he goes for her is also yeah a, a conversation on like at first he's surrounding himself with women who who want to be a part of that culture right they want to be movie mm. stars they want to be musicians they want to be someone they want to be important and here's this woman who just doesn't give a fuck right mm -hmm. she's she's topless for everyone to see and does not care it's not like she's out on her balcony like right. covering herself up when she answers the door to to him she has a shirt on to be a little more presentable but still it's on buttons mm -hmm. like you can see every everything it she just is like you know what fuck it this is me. Yeah. I am the weird bird lady. And to be honest, there's there's something attractive about that. Mm -hmm. That like, hey, you have found a track in life that makes you yeah. happy. You you found something that these other people did not. They're always chasing something and you're here. You're happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I, I while we're talking about we got to talk about the other topless bird lady who is that owl woman yeah. who will sneak in and kill you i love her i love that performer's physicality yes. walking like shoulders back arms back like pelvis forward it into sticks every her legs room out to yes, yes. <laughs> yeah great performance did it, who do you think the bird lady was I don't know. She's we don't learn anything about her when she does appear. There's certain times where I'm wondering, is this literally and she happening? She disappears at one point. Yes. Point, right. Yeah. We never follow up on that. Who is Owl Woman? You know, and we've got this songwriter character who seems to be like 200 years old. Yeah. Is there a series of Owl Women or has there always been one Owl Woman, this other immortal <laughs> to, to balance him out? Yeah, it's I I 
just by body type, I've I figured it was the same like short haired, red headed actress mm. who's also the 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 call g- 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 girl. Mm. Um, she just just had that like tall, real skinny, lanky legs. Um, but I, I, it's not necessarily her. We don't get to see her up close. We don't get to see. Uh, yeah, and it might she, be a, she's a, just a, kind a of same- a mystery. It might be a repeated performer, but not supposed to be a repeated character. I I don't know. I just love yeah. the iconography of like the big owl mask, just like nude, still walking, just this almost awkward walk. Like you said, lift leg, put leg down, walk in her room, pelvis, for, pelvis first, arms last. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it also reminded me of uh batman court of owls right the, ah, the yeah. fact that there is this like secret society that wears these owl masks though in court of owls that 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 is the rich uh, elite of gotham um that they you know have this secret history it's secretly their town batman is always like gotham is my city but they're always like no it's not um yeah just <laughs> reminded me of of that stuff especially as they're getting into all of the Mm. like secret societies the little owl on the dollar bill the illuminati the eyes wide shut kind of party that they go to Mm -hmm. uh yeah that that stuff is is kind of fascinating the fact that there is a comic book writer who's also this weird artist who has all these like facial sculptures of all of these yes which is maybe the the ultimate example of like being surrounded by unhelpful pop cultural stuff you go to to Mm -hmm. patrick fishler's house and he writes these little indie comics so you do wonder how he has a house that big and his walls are covered with these plaster death masks of different celebrities he's like yeah you get these from like uh makeup artists or people who are going to make statues of them or whatever you know, like they're they're not made of people who are dead because like one of them is Johnny Depp, who is alive. Like they're just these frozen, slack, dead appearing ceramic faces that he's got all over his wall, rows and rows. And then of he them. has Abe Lincoln. Right. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not even all like pop cultural figures or like Hollywood movie star figures. You I didn't find a video that went real deep on everybody who's in there. Like he points out, That's I've got Johnny Depp next to Grace details. Kelly. They're, they are labeled. Yeah, but you can't really make out the labels, at least not me, you know, not taking the time to go through it frame by frame at yeah. like 200% zoom in. Yeah. You go to his house. He's got the secret little cubby room with like the security cameras. Cause he's like, I think I'm in danger, which should have been a lesson for Sam that this guy's like, somebody's out to get me. And then he is gotten, uh, and this doesn't really do much for Sam, except make him walk faster and steal that box of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's interesting to me because, uh, the, the story that he's writing is about the dog killer and, well, he he thinks like the, the the like the the recent dog killer was inspired by this old writer or this guy who wanted to be in Hollywood but couldn't make it. And 
it is another kind of piece of evidence to maybe Sam is the dog killer because that story parallels his life and some of his reactions to people around him. It seems like he was spurned and was not really accepted by this kind of Hollywood celebrity culture. And now he's down on his luck. And so he's upset and he's mad and he blames Right. Like he, he's now taking it out on these dogs, but he 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 blames women or he blames who knows what. Right. Uh, like it, it's so he's he's getting his re- re- revenge. Um, and yeah, it's just strange then that like, why does he take such an interest in this guy's work if 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 he's not really concerned about who the dog killer is in the long mm-hmm. run here? It seems it's seems like a detour from he he ends up learning about the owl lady and and stuff like that. It helps him along the journey, but it it does kind of seem like a detour of like, aren't you focused on that mystery and not the dog killer here? So why are you paying attention to that? I don't know, but lots of mysteries for sure. I wish I knew more about how much of that is taken from any real L.A. history. When I first saw this movie, I recognized that Silver Lake is the name of a, a an area of Los Angeles. It seems like it's a pretty hipstery area, at least based on what I hear from like L.A. comedy podcasters. As somebody who lives and has lived in the Midwest my whole life, I don't really get mm-hmm. out. I've never been to California. And listening to so much L.A. podcasts where they get into all sorts of like minutia about the city, not just like the Hollywood industry, but like the parking lot at a Ralph's or whatever. It's all the stuff I've never seen that from the big to the little has such an allure for me. I think that also adds a layer to my experience with this movie that everything seems so enchanting. So I'm like, I've never been here. This does seem like a whole wonderland. Every weird party he goes to is like the party of my dreams. The party that I hear, like, like when I hear somebody casually mention, like I hear a co- comedian mention running into another comedian at somebody's pool party in L.A. Like, this is what I'm picturing. Like, there is an allure to this for somebody who's not in it, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see how this was a world that he might want to be part of, but it also feels the way I'm sure I would feel where I'm like, I am so intimidated by everyone. Why is everybody like 25 years old and so hot? Where do I go? What's my role in all this? Yeah. Something else that I think was pretty interesting uh, based off of the YouTube videos that you sent me, uh, which by the way, I haven't mentioned it, but I'll put the links to those three in the description the the podcast oh nice thank you description and everything so you guys can go watch them on your own um but there was one of those videos that was kind of talking about like the the production and release of this movie how it got delayed even the the director uh that made this who i don't know his name off the top of his name is david robert mitchell uh who also directed it follows uh, yes. and it's going to direct a, a sequel to it follows soon. That was nice yeah. to hear. 
which is also inter- interesting news considering what I'm about to about to discuss. Uh, they were talking about this film kind of as a response to potentially this director's uh, like finding out that the, the the whole stuff about Harvey Weinstein mm. and uh, the last movie he made it follows was under his company. So he made Weinstein a bunch of money um, and then to, yeah, hear about all this abuse uh, to then even I think also around the same time what was the what was happening with the uh, the sex cult that uh, what's that one like Nickelodeon star like was it Alexis Mack or Alex Mack whoever? oh no that's her name is something Allison Mack she was on Smallville the the Nixium is that it something like that yeah but like just like this idea of these sex cults these big parties uh the the uh, the abuse and stuff that was happening this almost feels like a response to that where he then goes and makes this indie film it seems to be kind of angry and baffled at hollywood celebrity culture the rich elite um it, yeah it, it it seems to kind of have a a negative view towards them and and stuff and i just thought like e- even that level of mm. the kind of meta contextual stuff that's happening around this is interesting um yeah and uh, yeah i j- i i think there's there's more to it than that i think also built into the the film like i'm not familiar with any of the locations except for Mm -hmm. the the few times that i've seen them in other movies and stuff like i've seen the observatory in a few things Mm -hmm. i feel like i've seen that tunnel that they went under in a few things um yeah but i like i'm not familiar with silver lake but that almost makes me wonder like, is there an urban legend out there of like something being under that? Like, is there a bunker under no. that? Is that the urban legend? But then I also feel like I would have heard about that on one of those YouTube videos. That seems fairly obvious if that was the case. Um, it's just, I, yeah, I like there's there's so much to dig into that you truly can go as deep as you want with this. Or yeah, you can just enjoy it as like this is a a bizarre crime noir mystery Mm -hmm. and if that's all you want to read into it then hopefully you enjoy that right there's a lot to look at i i think about the band that we see throughout this movie jesus and the brides of dracula Mm -hmm. which is one guy and these three backup singers and they're one of the artists who have been given one of the songs by the songwriter and they're like We'll give you all these millions of dollars and we'll take away your record contract if you don't record it. The song needs to get out there. And he's like, oh, OK, I don't know what this is, but I'll record it if this much is at stake. Sure. I didn't really think about it. And that structure of man and three women is repeated throughout the movie as mm-hmm. what the whole conspiracy is about. But it's. I wonder if there's anything actually sinister going on within the band Jesus and the Brides of Dracula. It doesn't seem like that guy has any sort of inappropriate hold over those women. 
you can extrapolate that just based on what has happened with other sets of characters in the movie. But textually within that group, I'm not so sure. And I'm like, is that yeah. are those characters more of victims, more of cogs in the machine, just as much as Sam and everybody else is? Like they look like they are something sinister, but are they actually anything sinister? We never get to know them well enough. It's it's interesting because, yeah, I think one way to look at it would be like, oh, well, obviously he wants to be famous enough that he can then have one of those bunkers and he can be J Jesus and have his three brides of Jaracula there. But I think you're right. Like he's he's not smart enough or he's not in he like yeah. he does not seem <laughs> yeah. like he's in on the thing of like no we need to like we need to make sure we get famous that's why we're like he doesn't seem to be in the know of this mm -hmm. stuff which makes me feel like he's more a tool um and he it is uh like he's in it it, it feels like by proxy he's kind of grooming these women because the the kind of fandom around the band is oh one day i can also be a bride of J J J of jaracula there is one woman at one of the parties that says something along those lines of like that's not how you become a bride of jaracula so does that mean he cycles the women out or we, we don't we don't know and we, we don't, don't know, know what's yeah. like a, a joke like is he actually sleeping with any of these women or is this just somebody who saw them in a show once yeah. making a joke about it or, or spreading gossip and i think about the secret plans and the codes that the actual higher up people in power have in this movie. And then I think about these 20 something hipsters who aren't really related to the mystery, like the girl with the LSD cookies. She is also making this whole like secret codes and everything. Like I have a secret show and I'm giving you the sacred object and you bring it here and there's like puzzles to solve and all that. Like they are also creating all of this around themselves for fun. Like there, it doesn't seem like there's anything sinister going on there. Making somebody ingest some LSD in order to get into your show is not a good idea, but that's nowhere near on the level of malevolence that we see anybody else doing in this movie. I, I think this is, I keep coming back to the, the double edged sword of there's harmful subliminal messages and also puzzles are fun. There's dark sure, conspiracies. Yeah. And also, isn't it kind of fun that you have to like have a secret password to like get into a cool party? Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong. But this movie is also a a like just like you said, has all of these double edged swords, right? There's 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 two sides to every coin. And that's why that's what I was kind of getting at when I said, like, maybe by proxy, the leader of that band is a tool to groom these women into being more susceptible and more okay with this afterlife uh thing here be, be, because of all of these seemingly harmless puzzles and stuff like that they 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 are influenced to to be into that stuff or or like it or something like that which then does read as sinister and even though they don't know it and they aren't the ones like the the puzzles that they're making up to get into their own shows 
might not be sinister, but are then still being co-opted and used by people higher up, which is then why all of these actual mm-hmm. sinister codes are hidden in things like a video game, a cereal box for children, right? It's just, mm. it's a translucent map that they can draw on. Like, there's nothing sinister mm. about that. But there's just all these double-edged swords here that it's just, yeah, there's so much. <laughs> I want to ask you this. Um, mm. Having watched those YouTube videos, what was the thing that kind of blew your mind the most of all of these? Because we haven't even mentioned all of the like hidden codes and stuff that are in this. There's so much. But what was the one that like, whoa, I didn't even know that. Like, that's wild. (laughs) Ooh, just like how deep it goes with like looking at every piece of graffiti in the background And there's Mm -hmm. stuff that you can see very obviously is a code you could solve. Like when you go to Sarah's apartment, uh, she's got these three dolls that are dressed up like I think it's Marilyn Monroe and Betty Crable and Lauren Bacall. But the three stars of the movie, How to Marry a Millionaire, which is what she's going to do. And underneath their names, there are these codes like, yes, I, I can see that is in absolute plain sight. But then you can plug those codes in and it translates to these words and you put that into some geolocation site and that takes you here. Like how many levels deep it is. I think the most sort of intriguing symbol that was pointed out to me in one of these videos was in Sarah's apartment. She's got a poster that's just a a plain butterfly, just like the graphic image, like stamp cut out of a butterfly on a plain background. And one of the videos was like, there's a rumored urban legend of operation monarch which breeds women into sex slaves for the elite and then it points out that even in the shining look there's a poster in the overlook game room for monarch and it's a poster for some like skiing brand and there's a guy skiing and i watched the uh room 237 documentary where there's a segment that really looks at that one poster where like see mm. how the guy is crouching down on the skis it almost looks like he is a minotaur what a minotaur mm. is who you find at the center of a maze i i thought that was funny to look at this one image that seems so deliberate when you do see it in the movie the heart poster and the butterfly poster do seem like they would mean something I don't know if that's exactly what was intended, that you're supposed to look at the butterfly and tie that to Project Monarch. But that that was an interesting uh, leap to a conclusion. Yeah. And like that, I that I I think is why this movie is making fun of that, of like, let's just fill it with these random symbols and people will find their own meanings in this. Because, yeah, when they started to talk talk about project monarch i was like oh well then in that case the venture (laughs) burrows is all about grooming young women to be sexy like no any monarch anywhere yeah right and like it it was just like yeah and there's the 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 poster for monarch in the shining i was like so any movie that uses the word monarch is actually about like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, stop. There, there this is, is so there dumb. There are some odd things where like at the, the final like title card at the end of the movie is like under the silver lake. And it's designed to look like a, like a roadside stand, like a, like a fast mm-hmm. food sign it says since 1928, 
which I think has might have been like when Stanley Silver Lake was incorporated. Birthday as well. Yeah, yeah. Like that has a meaning within these comics that Patrick Fischler is drawing that are about LA history. Like since 1928 appears earlier in those comics. But then when you see it again at the end of the movie, after Andrew Garfield's like doing this Kubrick stare down the camera, watching his apartment get evicted. The video does point out that 1928 is when Stanley Kubrick was born, which doesn't feel deliberate, but it is still a, an yeah, interesting nice you know, piece of serendipity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think for me, the thing that blew my mind the most was the fireworks. Yeah. Um, not something you would ever think about. The fireworks are Morse code. You like the way you hear the boom, 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 boom is like morse code for ascend now which is yeah. what the, the millionaires are trying to do and it's just like what the fuck like this is so so de- or even the fact that like you can take the the code from like the 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 the, co- the morse code yes. on the coffee shop menu put that in the uh, the cipher that he d- does on the pizza box and put that into some <laughs> website that's over here. And, but, like, but you have to look at this one bill word that says E equals E E. So if you substitute like a double E for E and it's just, oh my God, what the fuck? Like what? It's, it's kind of party game. This movie is you can do like, like, throw this movie on at a party for you and your friends or spend an entire semester doing an independent project diving into this film yes at any yes. level you may approach it what, what was interesting to me is even in the the videos that you sent me this website the any three words mm-hmm. web website which is i guess a real thing a real geolocation technique to ah, uh, do all of uh, all of that uh the 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 video is plugged in two different sets of words um and there was one that got the exact location of silver lake Mm. by plugging in certain words um that were like based off the codes that he found in in this movie and then there was another video that plugged in uh the just immediately plugged in the words that were under the dolls and yeah uh, got a different location but one that still kind of makes sense for the movie it went to like sphinx mountain which the sphinx and ancient egypt and they have this like thing out in the right it's it's just this like almost any code word that you put in here is like it fits in this it's ridiculous um but yeah i think the one that amazed me the most was the fireworks out of curiosity i went to what three words and i tried typing in uh the st louis gateway arch and it is rose's bonus model that's the three word geographic code to get to the arch interesting that's wild um yeah there's there's just there's so much you can you can dive deep about in this and we didn't even talk about uh this song rider in in this at at all we haven't even mentioned him yet he's good that, lord that is one of the most enchanting haunting 
throwaway details in this movie is that when the girls from the, the shooting stars dating service mentioned going to this party once, they're like, we went to this party at this huge mansion and we were allowed to go in any room in that mansion and go into any room in any mansion on that block, except for this one. Like that feels so dreamlike. Yeah. And <laughs> then like even when, just, when he hops have, the fence and is going up the long pathway to get to the mansion, it does look like a painted like set. Oh, yeah. Like it, it looks yes. like some old like 1920s Hollywood. Like we don't actually have the landscape to make, you know, this an actual thing here. Let's just paint it. And that's what it looks like he's walking into this, this like he's like wily coyoteing himself into this, this magical painting of this mansion on a hill. Um, it yeah, just it looks and it's so like, fake. And that mansion just looks so exactly. It looks so out of place. And when the girls are talking about how it's just this weird mansion block party in the middle of the night, they're like, we couldn't get up to this one mansion. And I'm like, yeah, because you would have to hike for 20 minutes to get up the driveway and back down. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I know one of the videos that I watched also went into this whole big thing on like dogs versus coyotes and what their what their habits are like and how different characters represent different things. The songwriter also has a like a, a, a taxidermy coyote in his place. Mm. Um, there's yeah there's just there's so much there's uh, yeah oh, god when when you go to the songwriter's <laughs> mansion and it seems like it's such a huge space and sam sneaks in through this large kitchen that's like the kitchen you've seen in other mansions that have like staff in other movies like yes yeah. this is where all our butlers and maids like cook our dinner sam sneaking around there's not a soul in sight there is nobody there that's so unnerving they have this giant space with just one 200 year old man in it. Yeah. God, I yeah. But I don't even know. There's there's just so, there's so much. There's so much mm -hmm. in this. But I had a blast. I enjoy, enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoy enjoy enjoyed it. Like just like not knowing that half of this stuff was in there yeah. and then watching these videos and then being just like, oh, my God, there's there's a ton in 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 here um so yeah i recommend it i don't think it'll be for everyone just because of how no, bizarre no. it is um when i checked uh letterbox the reviews were all very divisive oh, like yes yeah i can't believe i wasted my time on this versus i've watched it 10 times it's my favorite movie of the year right yeah um so I, I mean, yeah, I, I recommend, recommend it, but maybe approach with caution. Beware the dog killer. Right. Um, well, there you go. Do you have any other kind of final thoughts that you want to mention on that on under the Silver Lake? Ah. Uh, no, I, I, I think I'm good. It's, it's okay. a really wild ride. I, I do recommend it. Truly a, a road of nothing but surprises. No Indeed. normal scenes. Um, I don't think we have a bingo update for, well, we do. We do. What do we got? We got treasure map. Yeah. I, I get to knock one that off. Counts. My, my that thing. counts. You get to knock one off. Yeah. There you, there you go. Let me, uh, bring this up oh, on cool. screen so how everyone many, can see. First time in a long time. 
build color yellow yeah first first uh time we've gotten to update these in a while we like to play uh bingo here on the podcast with all kinds of different entertainment tropes and things you mm-hmm. might see in any sort of movie or comic or television show melissa is kicking my butt she only has two squares left to fill out i have, I have a handful 11 of them. bingos yeah, I, I don't have as as much, um, but we've been, we've kind of been in a uh, not a stalemate because we're not evenly tied, but it has been stale. We've been stuck mm. not being able to mark things off here. <clears throat> so happy that we get to mark off a treasure map. With this one. So there you go. That is our bingo update for this week. Melissa. What would you recommend to people who enjoyed this? What else should they check out? Uh, I think this is a good match with some past review show topics. When I was trying to give you a very basic sense of what this movie was last week, I said the review show things it is most like is Angeline, which we Mm -hmm. covered earlier this year in episode 246. That is a Peacock limited series, a that is about this true story. It is a dramatization of this true story where this mysterious blonde pinup woman named Angeline started creating billboards of herself all around LA in the eighties. Like Angeline, like promoting herself, but so mysteriously, like what Angeline does she sing? Does she act? What is Angeline? Yeah. And she just travels around, drives around in her pink Corvette, selling Angeline T-shirts out of her out of her trunk. And the show is about this Hollywood Reporter article that really dug into who is Angeline? Where did this woman come from? Who is she really? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's done in sort of a docudrama style. That's a fascinating story, again, full of L.A. history tidbits and like weird conspiracy theories sort of with the whole yeah. city trying to figure out like, who are you? Why are you here? What do you want? I also named brand new cherry flavor. We covered mm-hmm. that in episode 178 of the review show. That is a Netflix limited series. Never yep. heard of them making more of that. Uh, said in the nineties about this film school grad who goes to LA to try and like sell her short film and get the chance to make a a feature film out of it. And her producing partner uh, tricks her, abuses her, like betrays her, sells her material to like have another director make the movie. And she's like, I must take revenge. And she goes to this mysterious, like witch woman to ask, like, how do I have the ability to curse this man? I want to ruin his life. And as she tries to ruin this man's life, she has all sorts of disastrous side effects to her own life. Yeah. That's a weird one. I liked that and, one a lot. I covered that on an, a, a, episode 178. I don't remember yeah. if you mentioned what I, a, I did. I looked up number that was. I looked up numbers for this one because cool. another one I thought of just as we were talking episode 158, the indie movie, The Kid Detective. Uh, This stars Mm -hmm. Adam Brody, a similar like floppy brunette haired gangly man (laughs) in a similar class as an Andrew Garfield, perhaps, where he plays basically a grown up encyclopedia Brown 
he was like the dazzling kid detective of this little town where he would solve all these mysteries, big or small. And he had like a little office with like another fifth grader who was his his secretary and his receptionist. And one day she is kidnapped and he never solved that one. Yeah. Like he he led police down the wrong path. They got the wrong guy. They never found her. And now he's in his 30s. He's washed up. No, he's still trying to be a detective. Nobody respects him anymore. And this one teenage girl comes to him like, I haven't seen my boyfriend in a couple days. I, I think something's going on. Will you help me? And he gets the chance to sort of be the kid detective again. And it also winds up being a much bigger and much darker mystery than he would have thought. It's a very, very dark comedy, the kid detective, but it's worth seeking out. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. I had a couple more recommendations. Go for it. Did you see? Did you see Babylon? That came out last year. I did not. I, I think you mentioned it to me that I that, that it is it's, one that I should check out. It is a buck wild time for all like three hours and nine minutes. It is an intense one. It's it's an absolute wild party of a movie. But one of its many ingredients is like in the third act, like two and a half hours into this three hour plus movie. Toby Maguire shows up as just weird guy and he leads some of the characters to this party that's down in like an underground cave. Huh. So if you want another Spider-Man in another cave underneath Los Angeles, you can watch Babylon. Interesting. Uh, okay. For for a good neo-noir. I was telling my dad we were watching this movie this week and he's like, how do you determine when a movie is a neo-noir and when it's just a noir and is there some has neo-noir been around so long that there's now a thing after neo-noir what's Post newer than neo-noir. a neo-noir like i or, or i don't know where to draw like the lines dad sci-fi noir <laughs> but a movie that is from the last handful of years but is set in the 70s another great los angeles detective story the nice guys i just mm. watched this for the first time a couple months ago, I had such a good time. Cool. Uh, this is Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe playing these two detectives, bounty yeah. hunters, uh, who, who are trying to find this adult film star who went missing, I think, among other people. It's like a, there's a lot of steps here, a lot of ingredients and a lot of, ah, but you didn't know I hired you to do this sort of thing. But Ryan Gosling is like, He's recently widowed. He's struggling to take care of his daughter. Also from a Spider-Man movie. It's the new Petty Brant. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Almost all of these have got a Spider-Man alum in them. I I did that by mistake. He's drunk all the time. Wait, Melissa, I'm starting to see a conspiracy here with all of these (laughs) (laughs) Spider-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-P-
It's okay. from, I think, the very early 2000s. Like the most recent movie it cites is like uh, from 2002 or something. So it's mostly about movies up through like the 90s. It's a documentary. It's a long one. It's also like two and a half, three hours long. It's just this guy narrating the the sort of architectural and like geographical history of Los Angeles and how films shot in Los Angeles reflect or represent or misrepresent what LA is really like as a city. Mm. Really fascinating, like clips from all sorts of different movies and like historical footage of the area, a really nice section on the architecture of villain homes. He's like, why do bad guys and like drug Lords always live in this type of movie? Always live in this type of house and this type of area. You know, like this is who really lives here. It's an interesting one. Uh, hmm. That's also a great like throw on it. And you can really study it or it's sort of interesting footage to, like have on in the background at a party. That's cool. And then finally, uh, if you want another movie featuring alums of different generations of Spider-Man franchises where they're in a, a small apartment complex taking a close look at all the people around you and you've got a puzzle you have to solve where every person plays a role and there's all these symbols and you don't know what the symbols mean you can watch M. Night Shyamalan's Lady in the Water (laughs) there you go (laughs) had to mention it good stuff good stuff with Um, that I am done for my recommendations, uh, I, I if, you, if you want another good like neo noir, go check out Ryan Johnson's film. <laughs> Cannot speak his film brick. Um, Brick's good. Yeah, it is fantastic. Uh, it's, uh, it's brick m- streaming right now, mostly set within a high school. Um, and yeah, it is crime noir. Uh, it is fast pace. It's 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 bizarre in its own <gasps> sense, but not bizarre like this movie was bizarre. Um, it is a much more straightforward crime drama. Um, but yeah, it is it is stellar. Highly recommend that. Go check it out. Um, not streaming anywhere, but it is like a four dollar rental at a lot of places. It's worth a watch. Absolutely. Um and uh one of my favorite comic book creators or my my favorite manga creators naoki urasawa has a book called 20th century boys Mm. um that if you if you liked uh under the silver lake i highly recommend you check this manga out um it is about a guy uh, who, when he was younger, was just kind of a, a seemingly normal kid, would hang out with his friends. They had a secret hideout. They had special code words. And they, you know, they would draw their own superheroes. And they came up with a a plan to destroy the world when they were kids. And now, as in a, 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 a adult um, who's just kind of living his life, running a convenience store in the town, start seeing this symbol that that is pop- popping up in graffiti around the town. And at first, he 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 just marks it as weird and strange, uh, but then is starting to remember. No, this is the symbol from when he was a kid with his friends. Why is this symbol popping up? 
And then a bunch of weird occurrences start happening, and he's starting to remember that this was the plan that they came up with to destroy the world. And so when he brings this, uh, this up to his friends in the present day, they all like barely remember it. They don't know what he's talking about, but someone is enacting these, these, these things to, to bring about the end of the world and they can't figure out who it is. And it did, did they tell someone else and they don't remember it? Uh, how did this get out? All of that stuff. So if you're into like conspiracies and stuff like that, 20th century blah, 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 always is chef's kiss masterful. Go, go check mm. it out. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of other comics and stuff, uh, there is a comic series by the name of Morning Glories uh, by mm. Nick Spencer, uh, Rodin Esquejo, Joe Isma. Um, this was published by Image Comics. Uh, there's a handful of volumes of this out. I don't believe the story actually finished or wrapped up. Um, but if you were yeah, into the like weird mysteries of this movie or, for example, Lost and like finding all the Easter eggs where the numbers are in there and what they represent, Morning Glories uh, might be a comic book for you to check out. Uh, I would say it's kind of a mix of... Um, like a Hunger Games style thing where the, the these kids go to this school and are training for uh, like to, to be assassins and stuff like that. And it's like the secret hist history of this school 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 here. So um, there you go. Do I have anything else? Um, mysteries, numbers, all that good stuff. Uh, I, I, I think that's about it for for recommend that i have for this week right here right now but it is also my turn to do the pitches for this next week um let me see let me pull up this third here this third movie i'm pitching three movies um mm -hmm. and it is my birthday this next week uh I, I i don't think these are really related to my birthday i just thought i would pitch three weird movies but not good weird as in like art house ones weird as in like these are just like terrible b movies that should be a oh. lot of fun um, oh boy Let's see. There we go. Um, let me pull this up on Wikipedia so I can read the little intro thing. So something else that we haven't really done here on the review show is dinosaurs. So I, 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 I mean, we've, we've done some kaiju. We've done stuff we like that. We watched the live action Super Mario Brothers movie. Right. Yeah. So three dinosaur related B movies or lower tier movies than that. If this is a, this is a trick and you're going to say Velocipaster three times. Pitch number one is Velocipaster. <laughs> Uh, this is a 2017 American comedy horror film uh, written, directed, and edited by Brendan Steer. The plot follows uh, Pastor Doug Jones, who becomes infected <laughs> by an ar artifact. <laughs> the guy becomes... from the Guillermo del Toro movies. 
I don't know, uh, be, be, he, who becomes infected by an artifact resulting in him turning into a velociraptor when he becomes angry uh, after sc after screening at the B. After screening at the B movie under go there's accolades for the the, the film here. Oh. Yeah, so it, it is about uh, this Roman Catholic priest uh, who uh, yeah gets infected by this artifact, uh, begins having these weird nightmares where he turns into a velociraptor, uh, and it, it he finds out uh, because he ends up saving this prostitute uh, that it, no these aren't nightmares this is real <laughs> you are turning into a velocipaster. Um, I. <laughs> As foretold I, in the legends. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely love this film. Highly recommend just watching it anyways. It is one of the funniest movies mm. I feel like I've ever seen. It is ridiculous. It's wild. If you like B movies, this is one to watch and check out. It's absolutely worth your time. Um, but the train does not stop there. Pitch number two is Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, I know this one. Yeah, this is a 1994 American science fiction comedy. Um, and uh, it says a uh, film directed by Stuart uh, Raphael, I believe is the, the name, uh, and written by uh, both him and Gary Rocket, the film uh, which stars Terry Kaiser, Ellen Dublin, Denise Richards, Paul Walker, uh, George Pilgrim, and John Franklin, centers around a high school student named Tammy, whose boyfriend Michael has his brain implanted in the body of a robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex by a mad scientist. Mm. Um, this is kind of interesting because I, the way I found out about this movie was because of the video game High on Life, which is huh. one of the first things that this Wikipedia page says. You can watch this movie in its entirety in the video game High on Life, uh, which is made wow. by the the creators of Rick and Morty, there's just it, yeah, there is an alien on a couch watching this movie in the game, and you can just sit there and look at the TV screen that he's watching this on and watch the entire movie. It's in there, beautiful. Um, yeah, and I I I. I remember hearing about that fact and then just kind of putting it out of my mind especially as all the 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 stuff of, uh, about the creator of rick and morty came out um and i my my partner who's also into very cheesy b-movie horror stuff wanted to watch this one and it was like halfway th through it that i was like this is that movie this is the one that's in that video game I played. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I have now watched this one as well. It is a delight. Melissa, you will love it. It is a blast from start to end. It's also ridiculous. Uh, you said you had heard of this one. Have yes. Have you seen, I, seen this? I have. I've seen parts of it and that I watched an episode of Dead Meat about it. I've heard mm, about it on Dead yeah. Meat and how did this get made? Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and then pitch number three uh, is, is also is, is one that I am not familiar with, but I think is equally baffling. Uh, this is Adventures in Dinosaur City. Um <laughs> Also known as Dinosaurs the Movie in the United Kingdom. This is a 1991 American science fiction children's film directed by Brett Thompson. Uh, the film stars Omari Katz, Sean Hoffman, Tiffany Poston, Rob Sherwood. There's a bunch of names here. But it says three teenage friends named Timmy, Mick, and Jamie enjoy watching an animated TV series called Dinosaurs, which features anthropomorphic dinosaurs and cave people. Wanting to watch a VHS tape of the cartoon on a better screen, Timmy, the youngest of the th of the three, suggests they try watching it on the big TV screen in his parents' laboratory. However, ah! this screen is part of an experimental device designed to open a portal to another dimension. After they put the video tape into the device and it on a vortex sucks the three of them into the screen and into the universe in which the show takes place um th this movie has all kinds of weird costumes and animatronics and feels just like a, a just a weird early 90s failed child's film uh which Love would those. be equally weird and baffling uh, to to say the, to say the least um so yeah uh both velocipaster and tammy the t-rex can be found on peacock i feel <laughs> I, I i think um tammy the t-rex is also on tubi if you want to watch it there good old Tubi, uh, and then adventures in dinosaur city can be found in its entirety on youtube for free of course of course <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and, and and not from like an official ch channel right just uploaded yeah just uploaded on youtube adventure by user adventures <laughs> underscore in underscore dinosaur underscore city one yep exactly <laughs> exactly um Ooh. so i think these are gonna be a blast i i hope these are all as fun as i think they will be mm -hmm. as stupid as the, i think they will be um Ooh. so yes melissa of these three velocipaster oh. tammy and the t-rex and adventures in dinosaur city what one are we watching next week i i feel like I might have heard of Adventures in Dinosaur City. That might have been a how did this get made? There might have been a how did this get made on all three of these. Probably. You've spoken you've spoken in the past of Velocipaster. You've mm -hmm. you've uh advocated for that movie. I'll 
I'll narrow it down and then let you pick. Having seen Velocipaster and Tammy and the T-Rex, I'm between those two. <sighs> Which of those two would you like to watch since we'll be recording on your birthday? Man, Which do you think I ought to see having seen neither of them? Which is more important <sighs> to start with? I, man, it's so interesting because uh, Tammy and the T-Rex t- 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 has a young Paul Walker from the Fast and the Furious uh, we covered all of those movies here on the r- 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 review show. We recently j- just watched The Faculty, uh, which also has. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The, I, what's her, her name in The Fast and the Furious? Mia. Jordana Toretto, Brewster. Right? Yeah. Has her in that as, as a young actress. So that might be a good compliment to all of that stuff. But yeah, I have also sung the praises of Velocipaster often <laughs> on our right. podcast. Th- uh, that's I've seen clips of Tammy and the T-Rex. You've told me about Velocipaster, but I have trouble imagining it in my mind how all of that is a movie. I I think we have to go with Velocipaster. I think I think so. Yes. It's I have so to see ridiculous. how this is. It is wild um but yeah i mean it's i i cannot recommend it enough it is a blast it is hilarious um yeah great stuff i i i'm excited to talk about about this film for sure for sure uh let's see it says blah 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 the film was also available on amazon prime youtube and roku a blu-ray was released uh in 2019 in september um so there's ways to get this if you want to check it out and support them um it premiered in portland oregon 2017 after being shown at various film festivals um yeah all, all sorts of stuff. So I'm excited. We will t- talk about Velocipaster this next week. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun one. I, sure. I like I like the arc of this month going from Ingmar Bergman's persona yeah. all the way down to Velocipaster. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love it <laughs> from like art hat like highly like decorated film Mm. 101 ingmar bergman's persona to like indie also art house weird film criterion collection to a24 to this yeah (laughs) great stuff great stuff um it's gonna be a fun one but i think that wraps up our podcast for today so melissa where can the people find you on the interwebs? I have a letterboxed. I am still exploring the platform and I haven't done much yet, but I intend to do more. You can find me on letterboxd at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. There you go. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on most of the social media places. If you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on most social medias. Uh, so yes, please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. If you're watching this on YouTube, go check out one of our other videos right over there on that side of the screen. That would help us out a ton. Uh, but yeah, this has been what 178 uh, of the r- 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 279. Whatever. 